So what I don't want to do is take a verse of scripture out of its context, you know, lift it out of its proper understanding, apply it in my life in a way that really doesn't hold up to scrutiny because I misunderstood the statement in the first place. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, with the podcast this time, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of me asking Pastor Richard the question, we actually have a small, live audience of mostly young people who have important topics they'd like to ask Pastor Richard. So we hope you'll enjoy this new format for Season 14 of Straight Truth. But if you have a question you'd like to ask Pastor Richard, as always, please leave a comment below this video or submit a question on our website, straighttruth.net. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. When reading the Bible, how do you balance paying attention to the details with understanding the big picture? And how should this look in my daily life? Yeah, every statement we find in Scripture has a context. And so that's what we're always doing in our study of God's Word. We're always working from the larger picture to the details. So as I come to a statement of Scripture, a detailed statement, I want to expand my vision. I want to ask what is the immediate context? What is the context in that chapter? What is the context in that particular book of Scripture? How does that fall into the, new, if, if I'm in the New Testament, how does it fall into the New Testament picture? How does it fall into the picture of, of all of Scripture? So I'm always doing that in, with whatever I'm studying in the Word of God so that I can hear it rightly. We do this all the time in our own communication with each other. We learn instinctively not to take statements out of their context. The way we understand each other is there's, there's a context that has been formed for our conversation. And so we're, we're hearing statements. You know, if someone says to me, what is the key? And we've been talking about how to work through a, a problem-solving situation. And they say, what, what is the key to me getting access uh, to whatever? I understand we're talking about a set of steps to take. If we're standing outside a house and someone says, what is the key? It's, it's on their keychain. The context has, has taken the same statement but made it something entirely different based upon what conversation is going on. And the same is true with Scripture. So I'm always wanting to hear the statements of Scripture in their context. Now, how does this apply in my Christian life? Well, I want to apply Scripture properly to my own life and to my situations. So what I don't want to do is take a verse of Scripture out of its context, you know, lift it out of its proper understanding, apply it in my life in a way it really doesn't hold up to scrutiny because I misunderstood the statement in the first place. I want to take what it really means. What did it mean to them? In Bible study, you always have to go backward before you can bring it into the present. I always have to go back in history. We have to be good historians as we're good Bible students. What did that statement mean to the original audience? What was the author's intention when he gave it? What did it mean to them? What would it mean if I had never lived on this planet? If I didn't exist, the question is not, what does it mean to me? The question is, what does it mean? And then once I can understand what it meant to the author, to, to the first audience, now I can take that verse, principalize it, because I'm not living, for example, if we're talking about the book of Romans, I'm not living in first century Rome. 
I'm living in the United States in the year 2021 as we, or 2020 as we make this video. So I want to take that truth, that principle, and apply it to my life in this setting, but in a way that's faithful with its original meaning. And this, this is how you live the Christian life. It's a, it's a constant practice of that. What, do the, what does the Bible mean in its original context? What is the principle? How do I bring it into the present? And how do I plug it in to my own walk with God? Okay, so let's, let's, let's think about this maybe um, uh, just practically. Let's take a passage well-known and just kind of see how you might work sure. this out. And that's how I was thinking as you were answering that question. Mm. Well-known passage, Proverbs 3. Okay. Right. Okay. So in Proverbs three, you have this famous verse: "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He will make straight your path." So that that's something we all know really well. In that, in the context of that passage, there's also this verse. Um, this is verse nine: "Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine." The reason I'm asking is that that is because I think it relates to the question some. There are some who read something like that, and then they teach as a result, if you do these certain things, you actually can accumulate wealth. Mm. So how do we understand the big picture here um, in, in a passage like this? There's some details there, and what you were saying about context might, might help us understand a passage maybe like that. Yeah, I would need to refresh my memory uh, as to Proverbs 3 as a whole. But so, so one of the things we're considering as we study Scripture is, genre. Mm -hmm. So Proverbs have a distinctive character to them. There are some chapters in the book of Proverbs that that tend to hang together. There are some sections, some extended sections, where there's a train of thought that the author is following. But oftentimes in the book of Proverbs, these sayings, these wisdom sayings, stand on their own. Mm -hmm. So I would first want to look at Proverbs 3 and make sure that the ninth verse had to do with the fifth verse, that these, these two were really connected, mm-hmm. because they may not be. I, again, I need to refresh yeah, my memory, sure. but, but I would look for that. Then I would also want to remember that the Old Testament is given in the context of a theocracy, right? The nation Israel is the people of God. God has given them laws that relate to civil matters as well as personal matters. So some of what you're going to find in the Old Testament, stoning laws and things mm-hmm. of that nature, it had to do with organizing and overseeing their society. That doesn't necessarily travel into my day. Now, there are principles there that can, can be brought over, such as, does you know, so an adulterer in the Old Testament was to be stoned to death. Does God still hate sexual sin? He does. That principle transfers. But if tomorrow a wife finds that her husband has committed adultery, can she take out a gun and kill him? Mm. <laughs> or is she to call on the elders of her church to do that? Of course not. No, we're not, we're not Israel. We're not living in that Old Testament theocracy. There's a set of laws in the United States that by which we would navigate that question. So those, those kinds of things I'm thinking through as I come to any passage of Scripture, not only the context in the immediate sense, where does this fall in the Old Testament? Where does it fall in the history of the people of God? All those sorts of questions come to play. Is this apocalyptic literature like you would find in the book of Revelation where there's a lot of symbolism and I have to be able to interpret those things? Are we talking about wisdom literature? Are we talking about historical narrative? Are we talking about something that's epistolary like you find in the New Testament epistles? All, all of that comes into play as we're trying to handle the Word of God faithfully. 
So the, the question about there being, okay, there's all these fine details. How do we understand those details in light of the big picture? Maybe it would help us all if you said, okay, this is the big picture of the Bible, and this is what we have to keep in mind as we read. <laughs> Even that is not so simple, Josh, as you sure. know, because people yeah. answer that question differently. How would you, know? you, how would maybe you, you describe I, it? I think the, the, the big picture of the Bible is the glory of God. It is, it is the self-revelation of God. It is God making himself known. And then he is chiefly known, he is preeminently known in his Son. So the Son of God is preeminent throughout all the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I mean, you go to Genesis 3.15 and you have a promise of the one who's going to come and crush the head of the serpent. Mm -hmm. That's at the very beginning of the Bible's story. So I'm, I'm reading the Bible with that always in my mind. God, you are making yourself known. What do I learn about you in this passage? What do I see about your character in this passage? Is there something in this passage, directly or indirectly, that informs me about your son? Mm. Tied in with this is the history of redemption, the history mm -hmm. of salvation. So what am I learning here about how you show mercy to sinners? Mm. So, so those sorts of things are in my mind as I'm reading the Bible. So I often find that this approach to finding the big picture versus the details often takes a lot of time to come to terms with what we learn. So how would you balance that with um, fulfilling our tasks that God has given us with studying His Word. And when you say it takes some time to come to terms, well, explain further what you mean by that. Like to really think about what we're reading and understand it, um, not in a hurried way, yeah. but really mm -hmm. have a true understanding of what we're reading. It's a great question, great question. We live in the light of what we know, and, and we're going to be learning for the rest of our lives. So I, what I don't do is say, you know, I, I'm sort of paralyzed. I don't know what to do in, until I've studied everything about that issue, <laughs> until I've learned everything there is to know about that question. I'm sort of paralyzed. No, no, no. What do you know? Live in the light of that. And then God has not only ordained His Word for us, but He's ordained relationships within which we learn that Word. So if I'm a young person living at home and I have Christian parents, I have great, a great resource for wisdom right there to ask mom and dad, hey, what do you think I ought to do in this situation given what the Bible says about this? Christians have been placed in the church, family of God, the local church. God has given elders. He's given pastor teachers so that his people can learn the word of God and know how to live. And so to be able to access the elders of our church and say, what does the Bible say about this question I have, this situation I have? So... What we do is we walk, you know, the Word of God is a lamp into our feet, a light into our pathway, and we walk in the light that we have. We strive to be obedient to what we know, knowing that I'll never know everything until I'm, I'll never know as I am known until I'm glorified one day in the presence of God. I'm forever a learner on this side of heaven. But what God has revealed is absolutely trustworthy and true. Now let me walk in what I know. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love to have you share this episode with friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is by going to our website, straighttruth.net, and subscribing to one of our social media channels like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.